Hey everyone, welcome to the Game Gravy Rewind podcast, episode 8. This is Michael, and with me I have Anthony and Jeff. What up? How's it going? Say hi, Anthony. I said what up, <laughs> fool. Oh, say hi, Jeff. Jeez. I did say hi. Jeez. Oh, you guys said at the same time. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, what what have we been playing lately? I will get started for fun. Um, I've been playing a game called uh, Freaking Meat Bags, <laughs> which is pretty fun. It's a um, it's an RTS tower defense game. Um, it's kind of definitely set in the future, and it's kind of, it's eight bit and it's got cool uh, music. Uh, it's got some uh, chiptune music. And it's pretty much robot overlords have taken over the universe, and now they genetically splice humans to create towers that you must defend. So they use us as just simply sheep. Um, but it's it's definitely a fun game. It has a fun tone. Um, yeah, check out the review on the website. Um, see, I've been playing a lot of Hyrule Warriors as well, too, as well as Anthony and Jeff have. And um, I'm loving that game. I actually did a live cast of that for NintendoFever.com. You can check that out there. Um, you guys want to jump in and talk about what you guys have been playing yeah. and how you feel about the game as well? I, I can go ahead if you want. Um, I, I, uh, Hyrule Wars, I've put a lot of hours into it, actually. Unlocked pretty much all the modes. Been going through it a lot. So it's it's a fantastic game. Anybody who's a Legend of Zelda fan, needs. I highly suggest picking this game up. It's the biggest fan service title ever created, in my opinion. I'm not a big Dynasty Warriors fan. <laughs> But it doesn't feel like a true Dynasty Warriors game simply because it has all the lore and the environments and, and just the concept of Zelda is there. So it, it draws you in without thinking you're just randomly hacking slashing because you, you still have your objectives, but they're they're Zelda oriented and you visit so many different worlds in, in the in the whole entire franchises, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm going to disagree yeah. with you on the fan service thing because like, there's a little game coming out in November that's an even bigger fan service, but oh. that's, you know. <laughs> anyway. But, but I digress. And, um, <laughs> yeah, the, I've been having a lot of fun playing Hyrule Warriors. I've only played the first four levels of the, um, not the adventure mode, it's the other mode, This, I guess the story mode. It's legend mode. Yeah, there you the go. story mode. So I played the first four of that. It, it's really cool sequences, some more mature themes than you would normally see in a Zelda game. Um, the level where they're, where they're burning down the Deku tree, that was just, like, freaking awesome. <laughs> I was just like, man, that like that's so, like, epic that they're actually sitting there burning down uh, the Deku tree. Spoiler. So I, I've only played the first three levels. So. <laughs> <laughs> but and but anyways, it's, it, it's nothing really to do with the story because obviously you fail if you let it burn down and you, you don't if... You, you know, if, if you save the Deku Tree, then obviously you get to progress. So it's not really spoiling anything. It's just kind of a cool moment during the middle of the battle. Um, yeah, I, I've, I really enjoy that mode. I haven't yet played free play. I'm, I'm guessing that's just the same thing. Um, I played a little bit of the adventure mode, which was seemed like it was pretty cool. Um, the the two levels I played, one you had to kill like a hundred guys or you know, KO a thousand guys maybe. Um, I forget which one it was. It was probably 100. But then the other one, it was you actually had to like go through and um, get a bunch of different keeps, which it, it's cool because it takes different concepts from the main game and it puts them into different challenges in the um, in, in over the uh, adventure map that they have. Um, hey, Jeff, I know you played a little bit more than me. How does the map come into play later on? What do you mean? Like the actual uh, old school Legend of Zelda overworld? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's kind of cool because it's literally laid out like the original Legend of Zelda. So if that's that's another reason why I actually pointed out fan service and just throwing that out there. Uh, simply because it uses, <laughs> like if you play the original Legend of Zelda, you're right at home with that map because you can actually obtain um, items like the candle or the bomb or the wrath. And, and you can use them on the exact same places you would really literally use them on the actual old Nintendo game. So like, oh, you burn this bush here with the candle, it unlocks a secret world. But it really, what it does is it unlocks a special item to obtain upon victory of like, you know, defeating that, um, I guess that challenge. So it's cool because you unlock different things if you remember stuff from the past. Okay. So That's pretty then, cool. Um, have you played any of the challenge mode mm -hmm. stuff yet? 
Um, not really. I haven't delved into that one just yet. Um, I do know the free play is uh, pretty much the same thing as the story, kind of, just with a different, um, you know, like you pretty much just keep going, and instead of uh, getting like ex having cutscenes and stuff, stuff like I think that. you just get uh, bonus points or whatever. Nice. That would make sense. Um, and, and I know I'm going to sound like a noob, but how do you use the uh, DLC that you downloaded like, from pre-ordering the game? Because I, I haven't been able to you use You know it what? Yet. I was going to ask the same thing Talking because I got some of the unlocks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the costume. How do you change them? I was trying to do that. All right, well, what it is, first of all, you, you start off with Link and only Link. So as you progress through the game and adventure mode even, you can unlock some characters in adventure mode. You can actually, once you get those characters, if you have costumes for those characters, when you're on the the select screen to choose who you want to fight with you just press x and it'll bring up a costume menu and it'll have like like i got oh my gosh yeah, it's right. it's right there and it doesn't it doesn't say hey by the way you know so it's just one of those things you kind of had to have looked in the, the bottom right hand corner you'll see it another thing is uh with the update you got a, a wooden 8-bit sword and shield and everyone's kind of like how do you unlock that how do you unlock that play through the story Get past, I think it's, um, uh, what is it? I think the Sheer of Seeds or Seer of Valley or something. Once you beat that, um, I think once or twice or whatever it is, it unlocks and you can actually use that as a weapon. So you can run around with like an 8-bit looking sword, which is kind of cool. That's fun. So, but, um, well, that answers that question. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I've never really played Dynasty Warriors, so this was my first experience diving into the game. And, uh, I, I really liked I liked it. It's a different way to play a game in general, I guess. Um, I like that it's strategic but adventure at the same time and mixed with a hack and slash. It's kind of it's a mixture of things you're doing at the same time, which keeps you uh, pulled in. Yeah, yeah I still man so, I still um, wish they were managed to uh, put some online co-op in there. I feel like that like game if it had online yeah, co-op would be so would close be to a perfect ten. I mean, it's it's you are doing really it, good, but you're not doing it with someone, you know. Yeah. Like you have a character with you, but if that could be someone online, that would be so awesome. Well, I mean, you have like you have like up to you have like I, I the last level I played, I mean, Lana, Zelda, um, Impa, they were all there with Link. So I mean, you had like four people that were running around the battlefield with you. I mean, if those could actually be human uh, controlled characters, that'd be pretty awesome. It would. Yeah, I would. Uh, you never know. Yeah. Could be a patch. Mm, I doubt it. <laughs> Should I move but, on to another game I yeah. played, or should we keep talking about it? Uh, we can move on to another game if you want. What other games? Have Either you way, with? the only other one I played, I actually posted a review of it recently, uh, was Anomaly Two uh, for the PS4. Um, it's it's a pretty much a tower defense game, but not. It's actually tower offense. It's the first of its kind, pretty much, because uh, they had the first one before, and it was, this is exactly the same as the first Anomaly game. Uh, the biggest difference are obviously graphical improvements and um, uh, a bit tighter controls and whole scheme of things. Uh, instead of the one placing the towers and everything going through there, you're the one that's navigating the path through the towering. And um, you actually have a free-roaming commander where you can go and set up heal points so when your tanks who are non-stop moving, if they go through it, they heal at that time or... You can transform them into mechs to kill different type of towers to go faster. It's 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 a different take on it. It's kind of like like an RTS mixed with a tower offense slash defense type game. It's it's not a bad game. Uh, the the only biggest problem I have is the online because when I first started playing it, the day it came out, it it literally could not connect to anybody. I tried for almost 20 minutes and it would not find a game at all. I tried like a week later. I actually got into a game or two, and it's kind of cool. Cause you, you like you got one guy that's that's setting the defense of it, and then the other guy, which would be me or whomever, they they're actually doing uh, the offense. So it kind of kind of like they just threw it in there, and there's no learning curve to it. So it's actually very difficult to uh, to pick up. That's, that's Did you get big... the game early? Is that is that why you didn't have anybody to play with online? That's what I was wondering too, because we did get it pretty quick. Yeah, I was just wondering if maybe you got it before it came out. I, well, that's the thing. Like, I, I let's see, when did it come out? I think it was the, was it the sixteenth? It it came out Tuesday, like last Tuesday. Okay. Um, yeah. The twenty the twenty third. Then I I might have I might have actually gotten it on that Monday. Um, so 
it 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 might have just been because the servers weren't fully up or there weren't enough people on there. Yeah, I'm 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 thinking that's like that that's probably what it was. I don't want to like just do any disservice to the game and say oh, like no, you, know, no, you can't find a game actually, or anything like that. Like I'm I'll be honest, I'm not a huge tower defense guy. I can't play them more than like 2 minutes maybe if that. Um and this game actually kept my attention a lot longer than most simply because there was no, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, there's more strategy yeah. involved simply because you're the one you can run around the whole map with your stuff being there. It's so you actually have more control on this than just placing towers down. So it's it's simply like an RTS on rails, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I mean I'm I'm not even really a big tower defense guy. I mean even Nintendo's take on it I really didn't care for too much. Mm-hmm. Um, with Dylan's role in Western, I thought that was kind of like boring and it, and it kind of got old. So yeah. I mean the character was cool. If if they could have you know pulled it off a little bit better. I, I thought the character that D- of Dylan being the armadillo, like I mean, I, th- I thought that was kind of a cool, unique thing. But <laughs> it, you yeah. know, it's it's not even. Uh, I I don't know. The the best pe- tower defense. I think defense... it's funny that. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's funny that we both reviewed tower defense games. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and um, I don't remember if I talked about it or not. Yeah, I talked about Q Man Two on the last one, and that was like I played a ca- yeah. like Q Man Two, and that was a tower defense game last week. So I mean, we've all been playing tower defense games. It seems yeah. like, which is <laughs> and pretty it's not, hilarious. It's not my cup of tea either. So it's it is funny. The only thing that kept me in was the witty banter. Uh, and freaking meat bags, and like you know, wanting to see what's going to happen next within the story. Uh, honestly, otherwise, I I'm, I don't have the patience for tower defense games for the most part. Yeah. All right, so yeah. um, I'm going to talk about what I've been playing. Um, uh, on the Wii U, I've been playing uh, Arrow Time U, and I did the review for it, and it should be up later tonight on uh, Game Gravy. Um, Basically, the game's going to be... It uses the Nintendo web framework. It's uh, So it's an HTML5 game. Um, so, I mean, it's it's kind of like right, right away, that kind of says it's kind of going to be like a browser game or a mobile game. Um, but it's actually it actually has some pretty cool elements to it. Um, it it's basically going to be your puzzle strategy game. It, you play as this arrow, and you and you have to use the you use the left thumbstick to to um, direct it, and then the L and R buttons will either slow down time or it'll let you go through um, walls. But you can you have a meter that you have to abide by, and that's as much power as you get. So you can you can uh, collect power ups to get more of them. But so if if you if you're using you know your power to go through a wall, but you run out of it and you can't go through another one and you're stuck there, you just basically gotta wait till the timer runs out. Um, it, it has some really cool, unique puzzles. There's 40 levels in all, and um, it, it also has a boss battle. So each each every 10 levels is a boss battle, and it, they're pretty cool boss battles. Um, you basically are just you know running while um and, and avoiding shots while the the shots that are being fired will hit the boss as well. Um. It, it it's it's kind of some of the levels are kind of like more difficult than they need to be only because your health meter is the same as your timer. So if you get hit, it takes time away. So oh. if that makes sense, it does make mm. sense. It mm-hmm. seems just a little more difficult than it should be. Yeah, just like you said. Yeah, yeah. it makes it. I agree. It makes it almost <laughs> frustratingly difficult because you you'll get you'll you're trying to go through some parts of the level and you'll have things shooting at you and if they hit you, they're taking your time away. So you have even less time to get to the exit. Um, to, than you normally would, so it, it kind of makes it frustrating. But um, you know, I, I've been looking through the Meverse and seeing some stuff on the Meverse, and the really cool thing is, is like developers seem to like listen to the consumer feedback on the Meverse a lot because the, the developer already said he's developing a patch to fix some of the complaints, and one of them was the difficulty. So that's actually pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, if you if you actually go on the Meverse on a lot of the uh, which we call it the indie sh- the eShop titles. You'll see that the um, the developers will actually they actually uh, ha- they have special accounts that you could tell because they're verified. But they actually will give uh, will take feedback and they'll talk to the people on the Meverse. It's not just it's not just a barren wasteland out there. It's actually a good place to give the developers feedback. I know RC Mediex takes a lot of feedback from there, and he put it into Block Drop U, and and uh, he winded up interesting. Yeah, he I actually didn't know that. he actually winded up uh, fixing a lot of stuff on Block Drop U from a lot of the feedback he got through you know reviews in the um, Meverse. Uh, one of the things was like having a, a level structure because originally it was three levels of um, however many levels there are on each one, and uh, I think there's ten. And um, basically, you just run through it, and that's it. Well, he like a lot of people were complaining about that, so now he made it so you can pick and choose the levels. It'll show you if you um, completed the level, 
and stuff like that. So, you know, it's cool how the developers are actually taking consumer, um, you know, feedback and applying it into patches. Uh, I, there's a lot of developers actually out there, I mean, that I follow that that I've seen have taken uh, feedback and put it into there. I know the letter just had a... Um, a patch uh, from I believe Treefall Studios, and he just put his patch 1.1 in, and and that um fixed a lot of the stuff that people were complaining about. So I mean, it's it's a it's a very useful tool for developers, and it feels like a lot of the small eShop games that we're getting, the the cheaper ones on the you know the dollar end or the two dollar end. It seems like you know since it's their first game, they're actually going into it with an open mind and in listening to the feedback they're getting from the Miiverse and then coming back to their games and releasing patches post-launch, which is great because that means they're still putting time into a game that they've already completed. Right. So That's it, cool. Yeah, I didn't realize it was used to that extent they could actually view all that stuff Yeah, and, and they took it to heart. I, I would love to post more in the Miiverse and get more involved in the Miiverse. I just, I, they just really need to make a mobile app. Something where I'm like constantly logged in instead of having to go to my web browser to do it. I, I wish they had something like yeah, if they had something more like Twitter or Facebook, I, I would definitely use it a lot more. I would actually use it a whole lot more than Twitter if I if if I had that ability. Um, I mean, I like Twitter and Twitter is good, and I I you know I I keep in contact with some of the developers on on there, and you know we we talk back and forth because they're Nintendo fans as well. Um, but it, it I I feel like you know if we if I can you know, use uh the Miiverse. I, it'd be a little bit better, but I mean, you don't even know who I am, though. I mean, because that's only Nintendo World. Yeah, so, Nintendo I mean, bans yeah, me be... for saying I'm I'm a writer at Game Gravy, so. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's why I'm just like, yeah, I don't think so. I wouldn't want to do that. So. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know why I got banned for saying I was a writer at Game Gravy. It's ridiculous, but but anyways, I because they don't want they don't want any uh, yeah advertising because they're jerks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. But it, it is what it is. But um, so let, let's talk yep. about let's get to the news and let's talk up let's go back to Hyrule Warriors since we we're all playing that. And we'll talk about the um the DLC and the pre order um stuff you get for. Can I getting. can I say some say something super quick before we jump into that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um there was news yesterday. It's not really news; it's just a factoid. And I want to give my friend Dante a shout out for like letting me uh, know this because I didn't realize it. But yesterday was uh Nintendo 64's 18th birthday. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Can you believe news. that? Hey, well, 18th birthday. Let's... He was like, yeah, go buy it some porn and cigars. <laughs> so, but I don't um, know about all that. 18, but... That's crazy. Uh, well, you know, that's what people do when they turn 18. Right? Well, why don't we go back <laughs> to that at the end of the podcast and maybe we can uh, discuss a little bit um, about some of our yeah. favorite N64 games. I mean, we kind of did that last time, sounds but great. We'll, we'll just, you know, we'll go a little bit more in depth with N64 because that, that sounds pretty fun. All right. Sounds good. Okay, so let's. Um, I know Jeff knows a lot about the uh, the, um, the DLC. The, uh, DLC. Yes, for thank Hyrule. you. The yeah. DLC yeah. that's coming well, out for Hyrule. Let him jump in. It's. It's. Jump in, I like Jeff. the fact that it's. It seems like it's priced really well. And um, it's. It's 19.99. You actually get um, what is it? The Shadow Link, uh, as like an actual costume for pre-ordering it, and you get four full packs, which is actually. I think that's that's good enough for me and the first one actually comes out in october what consists of uh, the, the first one is actually the master quest pack and it actually comes with uh one new scenario one new adventure map and it comes with a couple costumes the most exciting thing for me is the fact that it's going to have epona and epona you can actually just you can ride the horse through the whole entire battlefield attacking all you want like you know kicking with the horse or oh, just that's cool fighting with a sword <laughs> on the horse i think that's my most now, now, opponent is actually a weapon, though. They they came out and said that like opponent is actually a weapon you equip with Link. Oh, so it's not like a separate so character. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it's, like it's a weapon, it, but you still can use the sword yours? and everything while you're on her. <laughs> oh, good. I was gonna say. I mean, what are you gonna do? Just chew people's heads off? <laughs> no, I mean, no, <laughs> no, no. It's it's like <laughs> it, it's it's you're still using your like level fifty Link, but that's just the weapon level fifty Link will be using or oh. whatever. Like so, it's it, okay. it's not a separate character. Like opponent, opponent, and Link together are not a separate character. It's it, it's still Link, but it's Link uh, using opponent as the weapon, and you're riding opponent. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but I I think it's I think it's decently priced. So I mean, I'm definitely getting it. Yeah, and and I did see that, and I was like, twenty bucks is steep. I don't know what comes in it, so I need to look at the details. But that's before I commit to that. That's twenty bucks for all four pieces of DLC. 
That's the season See, pass. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I think they need to do a better job describing what you actually get. Well, they haven't really go- went into Otherwise, detail on everything that you're going to get. No. It's it's actually... No. I feel like they were like, hey, buy this. It's 20 bucks. And uh, it's, 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 it's Link. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... I, mean I, I was very close to doing it, but I was just like, you know, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, I and it, and I mean it. the first one that they they really haven't went through what you're gonna get in the later packs. I know one's a Majora's Mask pack. One is mm-hmm. um, but what I don't know what the other one is actually. To be honest with you, be I know honest, one. I'm I know for uh, I know for for a fact Majora's Mask is gonna be one of them, and I know for a fact that um the Master Quest is the first one you're getting, and the Master Quest one it gives you a new adventure map to play on, and it goes by the new uh, it goes by the Master Quest rules where you can't get health back, and um so in so basically you have like one life and you can't get any hearts, so if you die if you run out of your hearts hmm. you're that's it you're over it, it's done, so that's like how the Master Quest rules work on it, which is kind of cool because that's like a really challenging feature to be adding to it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So is that it, Jeff? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, that is interesting. Uh, I'm trying to think. What's what else is in the news? I know that um, they had a preview trailer for uh, Uncharted Four. Oh yeah, what do you think of that? I, I heard he you... looks pretty kick-ass next gen. I was about to say I heard you got pretty <laughs> tight in the pants over it. Me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. I, I heard well, you enjoyed I, it very much. Oh. Now you're thinking of Chris. Oh, that so, that's a possibility too. I know Chris King loves yeah. his uh, Naughty Dog games. Yeah, Chris Chris King was like all about it, and you know, so <laughs> he in, he in fact posted the trailer on our site. A few people want to check it out. I really enjoyed yeah. the first yet. three. I mean, I, there's the only complaint I really have from the first three Uncharted games would be the multiplayer. I felt like it's unnecessary because it's such a good single player game. But I mean, that doesn't really yeah. detract from the game, and, and doesn't really detract from my from like what I would rate it. They're trying to add value to it, you know. So, but I I think it wasn't done too well, in my opinion. <laughs> Which oh, that you talking about the multiplayer? Yeah. Yeah, it could have been better. Um, even like the co-op, like I felt that they were going to do co-op, it should have just been inclusive into what the story was instead of trying to make its own separate like program, which it did. And I don't know. I I, I if if I'm going to play a game that's co-op, I'd rather play through like the actual game co-op than play through some like side quests. I don't know. That that's just me. No, I I agree. I like to play through the whole thing too. Uh, with with a friend instead of just playing random side missions. Yeah, right. I mean, like I I would rather in, play a game like Borderlands or play you know like even Destiny where you're playing through like the whole oh absolutely the, where you're playing through the whole game as you know, um, <coughs> excuse me where you're playing through the whole game, at, you know in the whole story with your friend instead of going through, you know just like oh here, here's this is what's happening. Yeah on the side it has nothing to do with the it main just makes story. it more social yeah it absolutely it social and people enjoy it better i i know i do i like playing games with friends and when i can experience the full main story with somebody else i would i normally tend to prefer to do that over playing it single player alone yeah so it's funny i feel like we don't have barely any news this week because we had the podcast on thursday and now it's a turnaround of tuesday yeah. and there's no news over the weekends <laughs> that is true i, I feel like we're uh, like kind of have a lack of news this week but yeah, um let's really, go ahead i mean and, uh, we did see we did post one thing i mean really quick i don't want to talk really about destiny but i will mention this one bug that i posted immediately on the weekend that someone found out there were some weird things happening over the weekend um uh, in the game, and someone got locked out of the game. However, doing so, they experienced a bug um, around like midnight or one o'clock that unlocked all of the content in all the worlds. It didn't. It, you, it wasn't playable, but you could view what the content was to come in the future. Uh, and it was a big accident, and they patched that already, so you cannot see it. But the video and screenshots are on our website to check out if you did miss that. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and there's one other thing. I'm not sure. I, yeah, go ahead. I need to mention, and that's folders. That's it. That's all I need to oh, say yeah, is folders. Yeah. There you go. That was the biggest update in the world. We'll put it in context for people because people are going to be like, folders, what? Oh, <laughs> if, if they don't know, they don't need to know. Because anybody that needs to know knows. 
<laughs> I just it, totally confused you. Cryptic. It just took me yes. long enough. Yeah. Let, let, let's put it this yeah. way. My uh, home screen on my Wii U went from being 10 pages long to one page because of folders. Yeah, which makes everything so much nicer to look oh yes it's it's so nice it's it's all cleaned up now i got my apps in one folder i got my retail games in another folder demos in another folder um what else how else do i have it i have my eShop games in four folders uh <laughs> I, I i i i did that strategically because you know i'm mr ocd and i have to have everything in alphabetical order so i i did it like a through f g through l that, that way when i get a new game and i place it in a folder I don't have to go through A through Z to move them around. I, I did it so. Did you get an achievement for that? Because you should. <laughs> I, I should get an achievement. I, I'm posting it on the Meverse. I'll be like, oh, accomplishment. Yes. All my games are in alphabetical order. Yeah, a Meverse little bubble. Well, and, accomplishment bubble. And thankfully, that's something Avery can't get to and ruin the order of because she had went to my big bookshelf and basically threw all my GameCube games <laughs> on the ground. And there. Oh my god. Oh yeah, the, she was sitting there on a pile of GameCube games and it was just like, oh my god, they were all in alphabetical order and now they're all not and I'm just going to leave them out until she stops touching them. For people listening, that's his kid, not his girlfriend or wife. So. <laughs> even, even though I have, uh, even though I definitely have blamed her a couple times when I went over to my games in the alphabetical order. I think she like walks by and like pulls one out and then places it somewhere else just to like piss me off. That's possible. That'd be funny to to watch. Yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about uh, finally some of our reader? Yeah, let, uh, question we, we, we were supposed to start the show off, but Mike did a terrible job of hosting and and not starting the show off because <laughs> he probably didn't remember from last week. But I did not remember. Th- but, but you know what? We're gonna get to it right now. Th- so. That's fine. I'll, I'm gonna elbow <laughs> drop you from the top rope. But um. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what are uh, top three boss battles? Where do you want to go? See, first? well, that well, you. he he asked for top five, but I personally felt yes. like if we talk together to come up with a top five there would be way too much more work put into it so i i figured yeah each each one of us will just orange cat (laughs) each one of us just picked our top three so i'll I'll start with my number three and i I guess this isn't really in any order because i don't want to say one's better than the other but i would say my number three would probably be the hydra boss fight from the original god of war Oh, interesting. And okay. and why I went with that is is it's because it's kind of cool. It's not an end boss fight. It's a, it, it's actually the first boss fight you come up to. And the reason why I kind of pick that one is because that kind of sets the tone for the whole series and the whole game. Is like once you like <laughs> feel how epic that boss battle is. I mean, you you're going through the ship, battling the heads here and there, and eventually you come down and like you like drag the thing's head down the pole. Like, like uh, as that sounded really bad. But anyways, you. <laughs> 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 Anyways, but I know but but now. yes, you're impaling the um the hydra at the end, and it's just really bloody and gory, and it's just it it sets you up for like what the whole series is about, and and how it's just all about epic fights and epic you know gore just all over the place. It's and it's really great. It's it's really memorable. I still remember the whole boss fight to this day. Interesting. Uh, do we want to go to Jeff's third game? Yeah, we'll, we'll go, go to Jeff's. We'll, we'll go to Jeff's list. third game. Okay. Or get third boss fight. All right. Well. Yeah, just like you said, not really in any order, not as whichever, but I think um, Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII, uh, mainly because I can't tell you how many times like I would actually turn the game on just to bite him again, because it's it seemed like it was an epic uh, boss by, battle back in the day, like when I was younger, used to I used to come home from school, throw my backpack on the on the bed and just start playing <laughs> it nonstop. Like I put out hundreds of hours in that game. And um, it's just the the way the orchestra is just singing it, and it just seems so much more epic than some people probably, you know, give it, in my opinion. Cool. Yeah, I I, I don't think uh, I ever beat the game, but I got really far in it. So I, I have beat 4 and 6, and those were really good boss battles. The Chrono Trigger boss battle oh, yeah. is really good, too. So Square definitely has some good boss battles. Actually, even Final Fantasy X, when you're fighting Sin, that has a, that's a really good boss, yeah, boss battle end, I agree. Uh, as well. I agree. Yeah, I think Final Fantasy um, Seven was one of my favorite Final Fantasies. I need to play through it again because I I don't think I ever finished it. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while since I. Uh, well, if if they ever they remake, remake it, it like um, they they're going through, then, <laughs> then maybe you'll play it. I know. Fine. They probably will. Um, I, I'd say my third one um, 
would be uh, the Scarecrow in Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah, that's an awesome fight. Uh, yeah. That one was just crazy and trippy. Like, I didn't know what was going on at first, and I'm just like, what is going on? It's just, like, kind of glitched out, and then you started to realize what was happening. And I, it was very challenging, but it was also very fun and unique and different. It kind of stood out to me. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's my third one. That was quite a fun game. And I played that later than everybody else because I just never – Played the game when it came out in 2000. Yeah, there's some other cool boss fights just in that game. It, actually, like, just admit it. Sorry, just admit it, Mike. You're always late to the party. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, just not the podcast. No. But um, <laughs> hey, I'm always on time. Jeff's the always the one that's later, dude. Okay. <laughs> Technically, but, I'm an hour Mr. early because I'm in knife. Central Time. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, but there yeah. are some other cool fights in the um uh, the Batman series. Like I really enjoyed the uh, Killer Croc one. I thought that was cool. We had to run around in the sewer away from him. Yeah, yeah, that one was good too. Yeah, they're, they're, that game was fun. I liked it in general. Um, I'm trying to play them all in order just because just experience that franchise. So in order, um, do you mean you're playing all, Origins sorry. first, or are you playing in order they were released? No, I'm not playing Origins first. I'm going to play that game though. So. Okay, so I'll, I'll go to my to numero dos uh, boss battle, and I'm I'm saving my number one, and again they're not in any order because we all picked the same one, so I'm just gonna we're all gonna make that yeah, our number one. Um, so number yeah, number two is gonna be actually the boss battle at the end of Super Metroid, and I'm gonna kind of give you a reason why. It's not a hard one, and it's not really it's it, it's memorable to me because I I thought it was like really cool. So, so if you never played Super Metroid, spoiler alert, I'm going to ruin it for you. The game came out 20 years ago. <laughs> um, it, the, 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 uh, the, the boss battle, it kind of ends the same way the first game ends, where you're battling Mother Brain and you're shooting the brain inside the machine. But then it kind of takes a twist where where the first one doesn't, where you the the brain becomes detached, it turns into this huge like Tyrannosaurus Rex looking thing, and starts attacking you. Now here's the cool memorable part of this boss fight, and, and it's the the thing that always sticks with me. So as as you're fighting it, it it's kind of like it's kind of like kicking your ass, and then all of a sudden like out of nowhere the metroid comes back into the into the game it attaches to samus who it thinks is its mother and it gives you its power so at this point you are just like way overpowered compared to mother brain and you just like basically are blowing it away like you there you can't even like there's i don't think there's a way to die at that point like you're because you're that strong and it, it's just like it's such a cool like epic field at the end of a game like you you never really get that like because every game usually like makes you like the underdog all the way up to the end but no this game it just like makes you all out freaking like you're like you're superwoman <laughs> it, which is like, it's it's kind of a cool twist to the end of the game right. um you, Jeff? See, my second would have to be uh the end boss of uh shadow of colossus uh, it was for PS2 originally, and just I just want to throw out every boss in that game was pretty much epic because they were all huge, and you had to scale each one of them in order to even uh, defeat them. But that last boss, you pretty much like you have to dodge his his uh, projectile like fireball type things that he's shooting at you. You have to go in these caverns and try to find a way to get around him to sneak up on him and i mean it's not really you can sneak up on him because this thing is literally so tall it, it towers to the it, it's crazy because for the ps2 i thought this game was pushing the limits because of of the how vast the worlds were because it was literally a huge open world and and the the bosses themselves were so gigantic it was you know it, it, sometimes it would take mm -hmm. you literally a couple minutes to scale one boss before you could actually attack them because you're grabbing on his hair while they're, you know, jerking you around the place. But anyway, the whole reason why I think the last boss is so epic is because he, once you finally get up there, stab him in the hand with your magical sword, he just lifts you up and looks at you like, like he's curious. Not that he's scared or worried or in pain. He's just like, what are you? Why are you trying to stab me? And that just gives you like a weird feeling. You're like, <laughs> uh... Okay, this doesn't even phase you. <laughs> so, you know, I what am I? Yeah, I doing? just I thought that boss battle <laughs> yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, I I did like that game a lot. It was definitely a a great game. 
and the scale. I think that was the first game I realized that scale actually showed up. You know what I mean? Like for boss battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It, but I mean, um, the boss battles are here. basically the levels. Like the whole level is a boss battle. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, I have to say, uh, my second one is uh, Diablo from uh, Diablo Three, because um, not that it was crazy hard, but it did throw me off a bit, and um, you work your way up so much, like uh, throughout the whole game, and when you finally get there, you're like all right cool and then you you like you fight diablo you beat him you, at first you beat you think you beat him and then he warps you to hell and then you have to fight him again and he warps you out of hell and you're fighting him again you're like oh my god i thought i won already i thought i beat him so i don't know and how they kind of left it open at the end so sorry if you haven't played it but you know <laughs> spoiler that's well been for a while, i, I think spoiler alert kind of like is the topic of a boss battle like if <laughs> at this point? No, it is. I, I mean, yeah. if, we're, if we're discussing <laughs> boss battles, you should probably you know it should be yeah. basic knowledge that it's going to be a spoiler. Be. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, considering the DLC it leaves off where that whole thing ends, and I mean the DLC wouldn't exist if the game just ended. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anywho, so all of our number about. one had a common theme. And I'm sure I'm sure our listeners can guess what it's going to be because it's really the the boss battle everyone remembers from you know the Metal Gear franchise, Yay. and it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it, uh, at the count of three everybody say at the same time. <laughs> Ready? One, two, three. Psycho Mantis. So <laughs> what what makes the Psycho Mantis yes. battle so cool was the fact that it, it's really like a you know it's it's really trippy the the battle it um it. It kind of did things that you would later see, like the only other game I really ever seen pull it off the same way, and it was really cool, was Eternal Darkness. Like that, that game kind of pulled mm. off some of the similar things, but it, you you it act, you actually had to change your controller port. You had to, um, what are some of the things that were, well, that's it, like, it, you would actually you read stuff off your memory card, and actually, like if you had other games by like, what was it, was it Konami? Was that them? Um, he yeah. would actually be like, "Oh, I see you have good taste in games or something." You know, like it would just it, he would yeah. just actually point out things that you're like, "Really?" <laughs> you know, cuz it would just read stuff that that you wouldn't even know about. And the fact that just like you said, changing the controller port cuz he knew every move you made. But if you unplugged it and put it into the second controller port, he couldn't even you you that's how you defeated him. And it was it was incredible how that worked because yeah. and what baffled me was I remember you couldn't even play a game unless you had the PlayStation controller plugged in before the system even turned on. So that's what baffled my mind. Exactly. Exactly. That That's why it stood out so much because you're like, that's not even possible to do. <laughs> but they made it possible to do. They like changed the way we thought about games and the way we thought about bosses because I'm sure like myself, you guys died a crap load of times before you tried, you figured it out or read somewhere about it that you're like, oh, that's what we got to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, it, so it was definitely a frustrating battle, but it was really rewarding in the end when you're like, wow, I get it. Okay, wow, that worked. That's super cool. They did something different. Like, I... Um, I and for us to... And when did that come out? That came out quite a while ago. 95, I believe. It, it's, it's... 95? Yeah, it's probably about uh, 19 years ago, almost 20 years ago. Yeah, nine, no, 98. 98 it came out. Oh, is that late? Um, I thought it was earlier than that. No, it's, it came out in 98. So for us to be talking about it in, in uh, was it 2014? Jeez. You know, yeah. like that's quite 14 a, years ago. No, 16 years ago. Yeah. Yep, 16, six, yeah. 16 years so. ago. But you, you know what's crazy is like uh, I mentioned Eternal Darkness is I wish I could go back and I wish I could play that game without knowing anything about it. Like I, like, I, I, would, I would love to experience that game without knowing some of the sanity effects. Yeah, that that game was well, original for its time. Like I would love, like yeah. I would love to show somebody that has no clue what that game is. I'd love to like play that game with that them was, and, and like see what they like think of it. That was on GameCube, right? Yeah. Well, it it did really crazy things. Like some of the sanity effects would be like, oh, well, don't 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 tell me because we'll play it when I come to Florida. I've never played it before. Do you know anything about it? No, I don't know anything. Okay, about it don't don't look up anything because I it's I, I won't. And, and when I come to visit, bring your we'll, uh, we'll play bring that, your recording cause... stuff with you. Yeah, because you can do a live and, and then we'll do a live right. cap. Right? Yeah, we'll do a let's play session of it. Just because, like, okay, I, I'm like I don't want to ruin anything, but like, because it, it's not your GameCube and it's not your memory card, some of it won't have the same effect. But 
Mm-hmm. But but it's it's some really cool stuff that like if you say you put in a hundred hours into a game previously, it it might scare you a little bit. Wow. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Make I'll have it added to my list so I don't forget to do that. Yeah, it's 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 a really fun game. I beat it all three times. Like I played through it three times. Um, you, yeah, I mean the number one reason why I haven't played it is really because I didn't have I had a GameCube for such a limited time, and then I think by the time that came out, I just didn't have it anymore. So, um, but never got to play. So it. let's let's just do a a quick talk about the you know 64. Maybe we'll pick like you know a couple of our favorite games and talk about them for you know the 64 birthday. Sure. Um, well, who wants to start? I mean, we talked a little bit about it last time, like. How we played a crap load of what? Well, um, I, I know Mario 64. That's a good <laughs> one to start with. Just because that like kind of yeah. set the tone for 3D games. And, you know, it, it showed that 3D games sure. are plausible and that they work. And honestly, that was the best yeah. 3D platformer for a long time. It, it, it definitely... No, I agree. I, I, I did like that game. It, it was good. And you're right. It did kind of change things up. Now playing it... Going back to it now, I think it's garbage. No, <laughs> dude, that game's still good. That game's uh, th- dude. There were so many things wrong with it, though. Like, not, I mean, not really. The new Mario three D. I don't know. It, like the camera kind of was crappy sometimes. I don't know. I um, thought the camera worked well, and I think the only thing that to me it doesn't hold up is the textures are kind of bland. But other than that, well, I mean, that that's that's a given because it's for Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, and it was the first game. But but, um, but uh, seriously, you should try playing that game again. It's actually really good still. It, and if they like, even the remake on the DS was really good. Yeah, it was always um, really good. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, because if even if you go back and play Ocarina, like I beat that game when it came out on the 3DS, the 3D version, and that game holds up. Like it, it's still a fundamentally sound game. Right. Yeah. Hey. No, I that you mean Ocarina of Time you're talking about? Yeah, Ocarina of Time. And that's another big game, but oh uh, yeah, I love. Hey, game, just so. to cut out, I gotta. I'm gonna get going now, but it was it was great for you guys having me on the podcast tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Not a problem. Thanks no for joining us. See you guys later. We're going to keep talking a little bit more about the N64 as he heads out, but I will uh, talk to you later, Jeff. <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, what, what else? Star Fox, Smash Brothers. Oh, Star so- Fox 64 was great because that game came with the um, Rumble Pack, if you remember. So that was actually pretty cool. Yep. Um, yep Mario Kart it 64. Brought, yeah, that was the first. Was that the first uh, system to do force feedback? Yes, it was. Nintendo. That was the first system to have analog stick on it. Oh, you're right. Wow. Yeah, because then. It, yeah, because PlayStation came out way after that, right? Well, no, so, the PlayStation I mean, originally came out without the dual analogs, and then they they added them in later on. Oh, you're right. The original PlayStation did not have that. Correct. And and they, I think that's because it was more of a 2D based uh, platform. But then when Nintendo yeah. started coming out with all these 3D games in order to match them, they kind of had to do something. And if uh, man, I remember playing Medal of Honor on the original PlayStation, and that when that game came out, they didn't have uh, analog sticks on the on the controllers yet. And I'll tell you what, playing a first-person shooter with a D-pad is the worst thing ever. Oh God, yes, I can't even imagine. Oh yeah, it, first-person it, shooters in. It, it was it, awful. That would just be awful. Cause you have no directional, like diagonal. You, you would just be like up, down, left, right. Well, no, you you <laughs> you use the face buttons as your as your aiming, but like you, you, like but like it's kind of, it's not like um it's not pressure sensitive. So it's just like you're using a digital button. So like you kind of have to tap it to look up, tap it to look down, and so it's 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 really awkward and it wasn't very good. When they added the dual analogs yeah. and you went back later, it, it fixed up a lot of the games. But I mean, uh, the the PS One had a lot of good two D games at the beginning. So, but oh, <laughs> back to the N sixty four. This is about Nintendo sixty four. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> back, back to the N sixty four though. Um, it seemed like Nintendo kind of st- took a step back from doing two D games, which thankfully later on yeah. they went back to because uh, you know they, they've had a lot of classics since then. Um, but they, they saw other good two D or three D games um, and, and games in general on that. Like the Mario Kart sixty four to me was the first really great game in that franchise. I played the crap out of the mm-hmm. Super Nintendo version, but the the sixty four version was like the version to have. Um, that was the first system to have Smash Brothers on there, even though it was a limited roster and a limited, um, environments, uh, and, and, you know, Melee came out 
at the GameCube launch, and that just blew it out of the water. But I mean, that mm-hmm. that that was where it started, and that was a great fun game. Um, it, you know, I really remember it being just like a party system, the N64. I remember, you know, four of us getting yeah. together and we'd play. Absolutely. Yeah, we'd play Mario Goldeneye, Party. Perfect Dark, Mario Kart, Mario Party. Yep. Right? Mario Party was on that one. You remember playing well. Mario Party 1? Man, I think I broke like three analog sticks <laughs> with that game, and I think I had like yes. a big old sore in the middle of my hand from spinning the, the, yeah, <laughs> the joystick. I remember that. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> but, um, trying to think of like. Um, some of the other games that I had, um, I remember. Jet, I remember Rare had a lot of good games. I, I had Jet Force Gemini. Um, that that was really oh, yeah. fun. Jet Force Gemini, Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie. Uh, you mentioned Golden Dark, mm-hmm. uh, Golden Eye, and Perfect Dark. Um, Blast Corps mm-hmm. was really fun. Rogue Squadron, Squadron. I really uh, Rogue liked. Squadron was great. Even Battle for Naboo was really good. It was hard, but it was really good. Yeah. Tell me about it. That's kind of frustrating sometimes. <laughs> um, trying to think what other games I've played a lot of. Oh man, it's been such a long time. I don't even have my N sixty four anymore, unfortunately. Oh, I still have mine. I mean, there was a, there was a lot of good games like Turok, and Turok uh, Two was really good. Oh gosh, yeah. Whatever happened in that franchise? Well, you know, they made one for the. GameCube, and I think it was on the other systems. It was Turok Evolution, and that game was okay. Yeah. And then I think they tried to reboot it on the 360 and the PS3, and I don't think it was any good. I I, I never played it, but I I'm pretty sure it wasn't good. Yeah, I don't remember that whole franchise after that. It just kind of disappeared and dwindled away to nothing, and it was interesting. Yeah, and um, but, uh, they I, I remember some of the South Park games at the time, because I know South Park was really big. Oh, yeah. And the, the, Didn't they kind of have their own Mario Kart version for South yeah, Park? Yeah, it was South Park Rally. I actually really liked that game. I thought it was really fun. And um, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the best game. It was fun. But, but it, it, it cracked me up. I remember there was like a, like one of the weapons was like you shoot a whore out at people and she gives you herpes. Like that was like <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, like that was like that's the right. ink like version like where Mario Kart does the squid while well, like uh, to put ink on your screen while well, like South Park does the, the, they shoot out the um the, the hooker that gives you herpes. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, kind of funny actually because I don't think Nintendo had did the, had done the um the ink yet in any of the Mario Kart games. I don't think that was a weapon. They might have got inspiration from it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? That would be hilarious if I did. Oh yeah, and oh, my remember gosh. the game. They had two other South Park games. <laughs> yeah, you right? remember the other one, uh, Chef's Love Shack. <laughs> yeah, that was like the more more of the like uh, game show. Yeah, it was like a trivia show, show, and then the other one was a uh, first-person yeah. shooter, which was like really terrible. Yeah, actually, that was, that was terrible, but it was kind of funny because they got to interact with the characters. It it was nothing like how the current South Park game is, but I think people wanted it to be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the, the, so. the, the current South Park game is actually really great. Um, that, that, that's a, that's the best yeah. way you could have did a South Park. It's like, that's a huge fan service to people. Oh, well, you know, it's funny cause Jeff was talking about Hyrule Warriors being a fan service. Well, that's actually a the huge fan service game that South that Park is. game. I'm a huge South Park fan and I loved it. Yeah. So I that I, I want a DLC content for that. They could keep expanding that game and just making it like alternative content to the TV show to tell like different parts of the story that wasn't on TV or something like that. You know what I mean? Or maybe like, like what happened in the background. Maybe within the game you, know, you could or... start a Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that'd be fun. But um <laughs> yeah, so so that that was really great. Um I'm trying to remember some of the other like like less known games. You know, there's this game from I believe it was Konami that did it. It was called Hybrid Heaven. I don't know if you ever heard of it. No. It, it's weird. It's like it's kind of like a Metal Gear ish game, but you play like like you go around and you fight. It's turn based fighting, but you can do like wrestling moves when you like fight. Like you do like pile drivers and like suplexes and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, and you actually level up and gain new moves and stuff like that. It's actually a pretty cool game. Uh, I remember playing that. I remember playing Space Station Silicon Valley. I thought that game was really good. Hmm. Um, I think that was the first time I played Rainbow Six, though, too. Yeah, Rainbow Six was actually uh, really good on the on the N sixty four. I like, I like, and, and yeah, there was a, a lot. there was a port of um, uh, not Metal Gear. There was a port of uh, Resident Evil two that was great on the N sixty four. 
Oh, really? I didn't remember that one. Yeah, either. they ported it over from the um, PlayStation version, but, you know, since the N64 was a more powerful machine, they actually, it actually... You could actually run it. Yeah, it, <laughs> it actually ran and looked a lot better. The only thing is, is the cutscenes, of course, looked better, and the voice looked, it sounded better because that was on CD on the PlayStation, but the, mm. but the actual gameplay itself was better on the N64. Yeah, Nintendo actually yeah. kind of lost a lot of their third parties going into there. They, they, they lost a lot of their support over to the PlayStation. I mean, because... Yeah, again, yeah. I don't want to talk about PlayStation because we're, we're talking about Nintendo. No, but, no. you know... The, 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 Didn't they have Mega Man? Did they have a Mega Man? Yeah, they had Mega Man 64, and it was like a 3D game, but I never played it, so I, I don't know. It was kind of awful from what I remember. Like, people didn't like it that from, much. From, what I, from, like, watching video of it, it looks pretty awful. Oh, I mean, who could forget about Superman 64 talking about awful? Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Don't even get me started. I actually own that game because I love, you know, comic books and stuff. My parents bought that for me, and I was just like... I tried to like it, but it was the worst game ever made. Oh, you know who? You know who else owns that game that we know? Well, there's this little writer named Pete on the uh, Nintendo Fever that we work on as well. Mm-hmm. And, and um, me and Jimmy thought it would be hilarious to buy it for him for his birthday. So uh, we bought him. And Did you? Yeah, we bought him Superman 64 as a birthday gift hilarious that's hilarious what did he say was he like i don't want this crap oh he was pissed we were we were actually thinking about about doing this like a funnier way like we were trying to find actually a good game that he didn't have and we were going to switch the chipsets in the game that way like that's awful yeah we were we were thinking about buying of like perfect dark or something and then opening up both carts and like switching out the chipsets so when he plugged in perfect dark it was actually super red 64 Dude, that would have been hilarious. We'd have to film that so that, like, you know, we could see the reaction. Because Pete would be hilarious to see it. He'd get all fired up. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He'd be dropping F-bombs left and right. It'd be hilarious. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Oh, my gosh. We might have to do this as a prank to somebody else, but it's on the podcast, so everybody is going to hear it now. Yeah. And and, and who the hell wants a new 64 game (laughs) for their birthday? (laughs) It's true. That is true. We're weird. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What you do always do like a Super Nintendo cart and try to find a really bad Super Nintendo game, which I mean, I challenge you. <laughs> yeah. There's not many. Get some Hydro Thunder up in there. <laughs> Hydro Thunder. You gonna get a little Arctic Thunder? Yeah. Well, that was the arcade, wasn't it? I think they made them for '64. Oh, okay. I know Hydro Thunder existed. Huh? Actually, you know it was a really 64. cool game for '64. We didn't mention yet. There's two of them. There's hmm. Diddy Kong Racing. That game was awesome. Oh, yeah. And there was uh, the Beetle Adventure Racing. Beetle Adventure Racing. I don't remember that one. You play, like, you drive as, like, the new Beetle car or whatever, and it, but it's actually, like, kind of like an adventure game. Like, you have to go around and, like, and, like, find different stuff, like, throughout the city. No, yeah, I didn't, I don't. It's actually, it's actually. I didn't play that one. Yeah, it's actually kind of cool. It's, uh, I mean, it's cool, like, back in the the day i doubt like uh, you know a lot of 64 games probably wouldn't hold up um oh dude paper mario mm-hmm. paper mario's awesome how can we forget oh, about yeah. paper mario paper mario dude and bomberman yeah and uh kirby 64 that was really good oh yeah we, i don't we talked about that last time i don't know how we forgot those yeah but you know i, I happy birthday on 64 it's been a good 18 yeah, happy years 18th birthday you are officially an adult <laughs> yes i'll go buy you a lotto ticket but um there you go. <laughs> Can't have a drink with me yet, even though I probably had a lot of drinks with you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I, um, oh, my God. Yeah, I remember playing WWE No Mercy, and I remember playing uh, ISS Soccer until wee hours in the mm-hmm. morning, man. That was getting us through college back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, that was the good old days. Yeah, I remember my first year in college. I remember we'd be up to 6 in the morning sometimes playing Perfect Dark or playing uh, Wrestling No Mercy. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. I remember doing that as well. Um, well, I think we can end it on that note, right? Because we don't have any new uh, reader email, do we? Nope. And I don't think you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet, so we can't have bonus content. No, I have not. I've been really busy. So uh, I will watch that, though, before the next show, before the next podcast. <laughs> All, right. All right. Sounds good. Well, watch both episodes because the new one comes on right now. It's actually on right now. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, we got to go do that. All right. Well, uh, this is Michael, Anthony, and Jeff ready to say goodbye, but we're signing off from GameGravy.com. Peace. See you, everyone.